It's Monday. We want to start with talking to you about American financing. Yeah, it's a company I've done business with a couple of different times. And uh, I will say I've also done business with different uh, companies when it comes to mortgages. And those experiences have not been positive. Some of them have been downright terrible. Um, If you want to refinance your mortgage, it is a great time to do it. In fact, I don't know. And this is just me talking. This is an American financing saying this, but it's like, I feel like you're running out of time. We're getting to that point where the rates are going to start going up. We know how bad inflation is. They're going to start fighting that. The rates are supposed to go up this year. Take advantage of these all-time historic low rates and refinance your home uh, with American Financing. They know how to do this better than anyone. They can walk you through a million different options, whatever's going to fit your exact needs. Uh, American Financing, you can save you know maybe $1,000 a month and close in as little as 10 days. You can call American Financing at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. Radio show starts here in just a second. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Boy, what a weekend of miss, dis, and malinformation. Let's start with President Biden. Make Cut. no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. I love, you know, Republicans saying it's Biden's gas pipeline. By, by Biden said he's going to stop the Keystone Pipeline, and I did. <laughs> and that's the reason prices went up. Ah. Folks, let's get something straight here. Yeah. The Keystone Pipeline was two years away uh-huh. and had been 2% finished. Mm. Give me a break. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're giving you a giving you a break. Okay. Um, so inflation was caused by Vladimir Putin, not our spending? I'm sick of this stuff. We have to talk about it because the American people think the reason for inflation is government spending more money. Simply not true it's not true it's not true well what is true um well you could listen to the people who have been lying to you from the very beginning or you can listen to some reason we're going to give you some reason and we're going to show you what people that actually know what's going on are warning about and we'll show it to you in their own words in 60 seconds First, let me tell you about uh, Marcos. He wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He said, I used to enjoy weekly hikes at the local state park, but after about six months of regular hiking, I began having uh, pains in the sole of my foot and made it difficult to walk. I decided to try Relief Factor, and what do you know? I'm back to enjoying my weekly hikes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you, Marcos, for giving Relief Factor a try. If you're in pain, please give this a try. 
try the three-week quick start. It was developed for 1995. It's a dollar a day, like a trial pack. And hundreds of thousands of people have ordered this trial pack. And most of them, 70% of them, go on to order more month after month. You'll know in three weeks whether or not this is going to work. So give it a shot. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you. Again, relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Okay, there's a couple of things that are going on that you should know about. First of all, Russia has bombarded a Ukrainian military range near the Polish border, killing 35. Um, Russia has also requested military and economic assistance from China. This is according to the U.S. That's really good. That's really good news. Uh, China and Russia are beginning to form their alliance. And in that alliance, North Korea... Uh, and uh, Iran, and I believe eventually Saudi Arabia, uh, and and maybe maybe if we're really lucky, India, Pakistan will go that way, uh, and you will have an Axis and allied power. I would bet that most of Africa goes their way as well. So now China has said, no, 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 we Russian calling us for help. We don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> that we've quote we've never even heard of that uh-huh also this weekend um iran launched 12 missiles uh and uh, uh those 12 missiles landed all around a u.s consulate now the good news is the consulate wasn't damaged nobody was killed but they launched 12 ballistic missiles against our consulate and they said well you know hey this is you know some uh, to, to do with uh, those those jews darn those jews they sent their Mossad in and they killed a couple of people of ours okay so what do we have to do with that why are you bombing the streets around the consulate and not killing anyone i personally think this is yet another test uh, of the united states can we do this while we're in nuclear negotiations with Iran, and will they still sit at the table? This is another test of our president, his resolve and what he's willing to take. So now let me get to the let me get to the big news this weekend. We are edging closer and closer to a world war, uh, and we're already in a world war when it comes to to the dollar. This is really critical. This is one of those tripwires for me. Uh, I have been trying to come up with tripwires of when I say to my family, okay, all right, everybody in the car, <laughs> you know, we're going underground. What are the tripwires that I'm looking for? One of them is a spreading of this war. If this war starts to spread into other countries, that's a big tripwire for me that says we are now headed towards a world war, uh, a world war three. And it's going to get serious. A serious attack on our power grid is another one. And a serious uh, um, uh, a serious uh, attack on the U.S. dollar. When you start to see China and Russia coming together and putting together a, an alternative to the petrodollar, 
you have a real problem. Now, this might take me a while to explain this, but I want to I want to show you where we've been, what the dollar, why everybody has the world's reserve currency as the U.S. dollar. Bretton Woods. And then I want to tell you what happened this weekend, because a major tripwire was was crossed. Uh, so the 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 petrodollar is why we have our dollar, our greenback in the banks of almost every foreign country. In fact, I think every foreign country, if you want to buy oil, especially from OPEC, it must be purchased in U.S. dollars. Why do you think Hillary Clinton said we came, we saw, we killed him? Remember that? She was laughing about the death of Gaddafi. We were involved in that death. Absolutely. He was dragged in the streets by his own people, but we weakened him. Why did this happen? Why did Gaddafi, why did the United States want Gaddafi out of there? We were all saying this is destabilizing the Middle East. What are you doing? We did it because he said he was going to start taking euros for Libyan oil. Okay. No, you're not. No, you're not. We have a deal with OPEC in Saudi Arabia. You can sell oil. We'll provide you arms and everything else. And we'll buy your oil and we'll continue to buy your oil. But you only sell oil in U.S. dollars. So that means anytime a country wants to buy oil from OPEC, they have to take their dollar, buy U.S. dollars, buy the oil. Okay, so you can't buy oil outside of a U.S. dollar. That's why everybody has the U.S. dollar. It's oil makes the world go around. It's not gold. It's oil. So if somebody starts to come off of our dollar and starts buying oil with something else other than the U.S. dollar, we usually kill them or we isolate them. Or we depose them. We do something so that doesn't happen. Why? Because if these countries that hold all of these dollars, 80% of all printed money is overseas. So if this, the dollar, which is held in all of these central banks and all of these banks all over the world, if they start selling those dollars and those treasuries, all of that money rushes back here to the United States. What does that mean? Well, if 80% of our money is being held in banks and it starts to rush back here, it means out of control inflation. If you think inflation is bad, we're talking hyperinflation. It will mean a dollar collapse. You just it won't be worth anything. So we don't want to do anything that upsets the petrodollar thing. Yet, what happens to the petrodollar if we stop buying gas and oil and we tell the whole world you got to be green? Hmm. Has anybody just thought of that? Even if you care about the planet and you think it's the most important thing and people should eat rocks and who cares if they live or die? You should care about the petrodollar. Is anyone pegging it to something else? Because we got off of gold. Now, 
One more thing you need to know the history of how we got here. Bretton Woods happened right after it's a town in where is it? Uh, New Hampshire, I think. Bretton Woods. The whole world got together after World War Two because we had all of the gold because Europe needed to get all kinds of things, you know, armaments and tanks and everything else. They didn't have any money. And so we were just like, you know what? Send us your gold. Send us your gold. We'll send you the tanks and the airplanes and everything else. Just send us your gold. So we had all of the gold for the whole world in Fort Knox. That's why we said, we'll be the gold standard. We'll never break the gold standard. You just take our money. You can buy oil with it. It's the only currency you can buy oil with. And we're on the gold standard. 1972 comes along. And that's when Bretton Woods 2 happens. And that's when uh, the United States says, by the way, you know what? We want war and the great society. So we're coming off of the dollar standard or the gold standard, but we'll never, ever really abuse it. And here's the good news. We're going to become consumers right now. We've made refrigerators and televisions and cars and everything else that the world is buying. But now, because we want the war and we want uh, a great society, we're going to come off that and we're going to now stop making those things, ship our jobs overseas, and we'll buy your products. So we'll become a consumer nation and you'll be able to get rich. Just hang on to our dollar. That's Bretton Woods 2. We are now approaching Bretton Woods 3. And the world will change as much as it did in World War II. This is something that unless you lived through World War II, you have not seen anything like what is coming. Here's what happened over the weekend. Well, let me take one minute and then I'll come back and tell you what happened over the weekend. It's a tripwire, at least for me. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, the Fed is meeting uh, this week, and it is going to greatly influence where rates go and how quickly they change. We're looking at 40-year highs right now without considering all the global uncertainty that's going on right now. All this volatility, all this inflation... If they want to get it under control, there are only two ways to do it. Demand destruction, which is happening. Uh, That means making things so expensive that nobody can afford it. Uh, And the other way to do it is to raise interest rates. And that's what they're talking about this week. One way or another, you need to lock in your interest rates. You need to get out of those high interest credit cards as soon as you can. Don't wait. Time is running out. If you get a consolidation loan or a mortgage refi, you could end up saving hundreds of dollars a month, maybe as much as $1,000 a month. And you could skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. Call American Financing now at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. Do it now. 10 seconds, station ID.
All right. Uh, Zold, uh, Zoldan Paz, uh, Pazar, he is, I don't know how to say his name, it's Pozar or Pazar. Um, he is one of Wall Street's most respected people. He's at Credit Suisse in Switzerland and uh, has worked for Wall Street banks for a very, very long time. He is uh, a guy, when he speaks, people start to listen. Well, I've been watching him lately and really listening to what he's, he's saying because he's the only one that's really kind of warning of things, I think, with real credibility. This is what happened this weekend. China's central bank is uniquely placed to backstop a global commodities crisis sparked by sanctions imposed in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, potentially paving the way for a much stronger uh, yuan. Um, in a note published on Monday, Zoltan Pazar, a global head of the bank's short-term interest rate strategy, said the unfolding crisis in Ukraine could lead to a perfect storm in which commodities could weaken the euro-dollar system, contribute to inflation in Western economies, and threaten financial stability. Now listen to this. This crisis that we're facing now, quoting, is Unlike anything we have seen since President Nixon took the U.S. dollar off of gold in 1971, and it was the end of the era of commodity-based money. When the crisis and war is over, the U.S. dollar will be much weaker and the Chinese dollar much stronger because it will be based on a basket of commodities. Russia's invasion, the biggest attack on European states since World War II, has created 1.7 million refugees, fear of a wider conflict in the West, and led to a raft of sanctions on Moscow. The conflict have driven surges uh, in global commodity prices, pushing nickel prices to a record high and oil to a 14-year peak. Russia has warned a ban on Russian oil imports could jolt the cost of a barrel to $300. Listen to this russian commodities today are like subprime collateralized debt obligations anybody who was uh, had any kind of money at all in 2008 when i say cdos your blood runs cold because that's what the real problem was where every bank needed to be bailed out so Russian commodities today are like subprime collateralized debt obligations were in 2008. Conversely, non-Russian commodities are like U.S. Treasury securities were back in 2008. One collapsing in price and the other surging in price with margin calls on both sides, regardless which side you are on. Western central banks held back by sanctions imposed by their own governments will not be able to provide support such as emergency liquidity needed to close the market gaps. So here's what's happening. In a nutshell, a replay of 2008. So here is, here's the problem. China started selling our treasuries. Okay, those are our loans. Those are held in dollars, trillions of dollars. They started selling our treasuries to fund vessel leasing and the purchase of cheap Russian commodities. They're trying to control inflation in China, which is also leading to commodity sources. So what they're doing is they're buying gold. 
They're buying oil. They're buying all these commodities, wheat, anything they can buy. They're buying real stuff. And they're buying it from Russia, which will prop Russia up. But they're also now introducing their digital dollar that is going to compete against our petrodollar. And they will have something that is backed by something real, which we don't have. This is what is this is what is happening. And you would think, well, what's going to what's going to cause people to switch over to the dollar? Well, this is what's going to uh, get everybody to switch over the dollar. The freezing of Russia's currency reserves. Here's the big question that big people are asking. Wait a minute. Is money really money? Is cash really cash? If I put my money in a central bank or I put my money in these big banks, it's supposed to be safe. But if any country can just say, oh, you know what? You don't have a savings account anymore. Oh, you know what? You're you can't do banking services anymore. They're asking themselves, is money even worth money? Now, this should make cryptocurrency go through the roof because it's decentralized. No one is able to stop it. So that should make everything go up through the roof. But China has banned cryptocurrency because they want their own cryptocurrency. And the United States is trying to ban cryptocurrency because they want their own cryptocurrency. You're going to see China, Russia, India, Pakistan, uh, maybe Saudi Arabia and other countries start to sell their dollars, sell their treasuries, sell their reserves, start buying commodities through China and Russia and using the digital dollar from China. That will mean higher inflation here and a dollar that we are we backing it on anything could we back it up on our oil reserves anything real and if so this should tell you something about the great reset oh they'd never take our bank account really because that's what countries are saying now about the western sanctions wait a minute can they just take my money too can they just shut me down if countries are asking it you should ask it the Glenn Back Program. More in a minute. Uh, rough Greens. Uh, it's been about a month since I got Rough Greens from my dog, Polo. This is from Mindy. He's a six-year-old Manchester Terrier mix. I adopted Polo five years ago. It has the sensitive stomach, and he's always, for the past year, would not eat his breakfast until he ate grass first. The rest wasn't real pretty. I heard you talk about Rough Greens, decided to try it. I gave Polo his first dose in his evening meal, Next morning and ever since, no more grass. Everything is back to normal. Mindy, I forgot about that. Um, Uno used to eat grass all the time, too. Hasn't been eating grass since Rough Greens. I completely forgot about that. Thanks for writing in. Rough Greens, they are so confident that your dog is going to love it, and you'll see a big difference, that they have a special deal for you. Go to roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F, greens.com, slash back. They'll give you your first little bag free. You just pay for shipping. And if your dog eats it, then order the full bag and watch the difference in 
in your dog. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLENN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. The Great Reset, very timely. Glenn's new book.com is the place to go to get it. it. And it's in bookstores everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. There's a couple of things. First of all, let's welcome Mr. Pat Gray. Oh, Hello. Yeah. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it? It is. It is. It is. You it wouldn't is. want to be anyplace else. Nowhere could, else. Not this, at home. If I could choose one place yeah. to be at this moment, it would be right here. Right here. here. Yeah. yeah. Not not at Disney. No. Not uh, no, Paris. some, some no. exotic vacation. Nope. Not even at home in bed. Uh-uh. No. Right here. No. Mm. That is great. Sad. Isn't it? That's the kind of dedication you get from Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a passion for being here. Um, Pat, how are you? I'm good. Good. What was what on your mind today? What is it that uh, you've seen? That there's no trouble in the world. There is no I'm trouble. Very in the excited world. about yeah. the fact that everything's yeah. been fixed, except yeah. for the things. Putin keeps screwing up. Yeah. Oh, oh, pisses me off. Everything would be perfect if it weren't for him. Yeah. We'd have a great economy. Yeah. Gas prices would mm, be incredibly mm. low. You could buy mm-hmm. a house for $1.98. It's uh, the Putin. God, oh, I know. Putin, dang it. <laughs> I know. I hate him for that. Could we play Americans Don't Understand What We're Doing clip, please? Never forget what we've accomplished together yeah. so far. Yeah. And by the way, the American people just trying to stay above water don't understand this. Yeah, they don't. You tell them what the American Recovery Act was, they look at you like, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. They're so stupid. They the are American so stupid. People. They're so stupid. So and stupid. They don't understand that Putin has caused inflation. And right. Can I tell you something? It is simply not true. About government spending. Listen to this. When we're having this discussion, it's important to dispel oh, no, some is... of those who say, well, it's the government spending. No, it isn't. Her too. The no. government spending is mm. doing the exact reverse, reducing the national debt. Mm. It is not inflationary. Government yeah, man, spending right. is right. reducing the national yes. debt. Okay, look it. Look it. How look bizarre. It. Look it. Are you not? You're married? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. My wife is married to me. Mm-hmm. You're married to Lisa. Mm-hmm. Lisa and I have a lot of things in common. Mm. For instance, honey, we're saving money by spending this money. <laughs> I've heard that yes. sort of pitch. We're yeah. saving mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. by spending mm-hmm. this money right now. Yes. And who doesn't know the basic principle? When you're in debt, if you go out and put more things on the credit card, you're actually not adding to debt. You're making things better. Don't think that through. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's what she's saying. That is what mm. she's saying. Damn. We're not adding to debt. How are you not adding to debt? Well, <laughs> what we did with the money we spent was buy counterfeit money machines. And now mm. we're counterfeiting okay. money and paying right. off debt. All right. There you go. Good. Well, There's they're already kind of doing it. It's <laughs> called <are>. fiat currency, <laughs> but that's a different story. Um, here's uh, the president. He gets a little testy. Cut three, please. I'm sick of this stuff. Mm-hmm. We have oh, to man. talk about it because the American mm-hmm. people think the reason for inflation is government spending more money. <laughs> Simply not true. Simply not true. How? Now, the Treasury Secretary of the Obama administration, Larry Summers, said Mm -hmm. it was true. One of their lead economists, Furman, also said 
that was uh, it was true. Uh-huh. But I and obviously every conservative uh, economist says this as well. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's just simply not true. <laughs> it's simple. Just because he says it. It's, He's yeah. sick of it, too. <laughs> yes, Have he you is. noticed that he seems a little angry a lot of the time mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah or a lot angry a lot of the time yeah or a lot angry uh just off the off the cuff just kind of like hey i like i like chocolate ice cream <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's not true that i don't like vanilla ice cream yeah i mean it's it's he goes from zero to 60 in a heartbeat. There's a little bit of the uh, old man yells at cloud thing going on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, uh, there's something. It's not normal. He seems to burst into no, real no. visceral anger no, out it, of nowhere. It is normal. It is normal. For a super old guy who's, who's losing, losing cognitive functions. Yes, that is super normal. We've mm-hmm. all seen that in our family. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. I, in that situation, it's true. And it's, but it's, it's scary. It's not normal, it's not normal, normal for a president. president. Yeah. No. Yeah. And like you think about how he's losing it in front of crowds and at the press who has right. done nothing but coddle him through this presidency. I know. Uh, mm. He's mad at them. Imagine what he's like behind closed doors. I've heard that he is... Um, angry at the drop of a hat a lot mm. i bet he White is House. i bet he is well his presidency is is going down the drain it's it can't I, I don't know how you salvage it at this point and he is pissed off that people are noticing and yet they are talking this weekend that he is seriously thinking he's going to run i know that's for re-election insane and no 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 that's not insane here's what's insane the head-to-head polls between him and Trump, it's a dead heat. Yeah. Are you... Are you I'm so, <laughs> what? I mean, look, I, I, my wife says this to me all the time, speaking of my wife, and she's always like, how can, like, I, I don't understand how could anyone even think this would be close, and how is it possible? And it's like, well... We all sat here and complained for four years about the media turning mm-hmm. Donald Trump into Satan. Right. Well, that has an effect. I mean, Donald Trump is going to, if he runs, when it seems like he will, he's going to, he's got the nomination locked up pretty much on his side uh, uh, in the primary, but he's going to face this same treatment mm-hmm. and multiple years oh of gosh. him being turned into Satan by the media. It's not going to be a cakewalk for Donald Trump if he runs. I mean, they have. We all sat we here and day by day to lose this catalog. No, you can't. How bad the media was against him and complained about it mm-hmm. and said it was unfair and it was, but it was real and it occurred. Yeah, and they're going to go back and reverse themselves completely to anything negative that 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 Joe Biden is has done. All the whatever they're skeptical, already trying they're to they're do it in real it. time. Yeah, it's going to be a. It's going mean, to and it's their groundwork is already done. It's going to be a challenge. I mean, President Trump, if he runs, it's gonna. It's not going to be a cakewalk. It's no, going to be not. hard, it's and not. he's going to get. He's going to have that same awful treatment from the media. He's going to have to overcome, and we've seen how difficult that is, even for Donald Trump, who's very good at dealing with the media. So I would, you know, I, I know this is never going to happen, but I would love. Love to see President Trump uh, endorse uh, DeSantis and then take the role from Nancy Pelosi. The Speaker of the House thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? He would tear it apart. The Speaker mm-hmm. of the House. 
Because he doesn't have to be in Congress to be Speaker of the no, House, right? He can, he, yeah. All he has to do is the ruling party needs to say, we would like him Speaker of the House. And, I mean, they could pick I me. I think they'd they do could that, too. Any. Don't you think they'd do that? If he wanted it. Mm. If, if he wanted it. I don't know that he'd want it. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, because then he is actually responsible for all of the investigations. Oh, my gosh. He would be responsible for, yeah, we're going to do a little investigation on uh, Hunter Biden. Uh-huh. We're going to look into that one. Oh, my God. We're going we're gonna to do a little investigation uh, into uh, uh, into the Democrats that were here uh, and doing my impeachment. We're just uh, going to look into that. He could approve. He wouldn't be on the the uh, the committees. <laughs> it might be. Uh, but he would be the one who would say, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Because that may be a more important role, because if you want to clean out the hornet's nest, you have to do it through Congress. Mm-hmm. You have to do it. But the president could sign all kinds of executive orders and do you know what this and that. But that doesn't last. And if the president wants to fire clean house at the State Department, all of you out he can't do that without Congress. If he is the Speaker of the House and Ron DeSantis is the president, I think you have a one-two punch. Hmm. I mean, this is a bit of a fantasy league we're playing here, but uh, it mm-hmm. would be interesting. I don't think I don't think Trump would have as much interest in that role. You had he wants presidents to be president go back again. and be in Congress if it's good enough for. You know, John Quincy Adams, if John Quincy Adams was willing to do it and John Quincy Adams in the end is the reason why we got rid of slavery. He tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. And then he saw this upcomer, you know, that just came to Congress and he was like, you get it. And he he uh, tutored that young congressman on how to stop slavery. And that young congressman became the first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln. I don't know. I think it might be good. It's a you know, it's not a joke to be in Congress. It is no, now. No, because Congress isn't doing anything. We, we send all these representatives and it's really only Schumer and McConnell and Pelosi uh, and maybe McCarthy that are getting together in the rooms and are like, yeah, we're going to do this and then just send it to everybody to rubber stamp. That's the problem. Hmm. It would be fascinating to see. Yeah, by the way, have you seen all of the things that are in the uh, the spending bill that uh, we didn't know about? Because nobody read the bill. All stuff that's cutting inflation, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people just don't they understand don't it. it. Why don't you get it? It's cutting inflation. <laughs> I just am so and there wouldn't be any if it weren't for Putin. Y- yes! Damn Putin! Oh, don't like that guy. I hate him. Oh, Putin. Uh, you're really angry. <laughs> I'm really angry at Putin. Ah, dang it. <laughs> darn, dang, oh, dang it. So darn. you Putin. really think that it's not printing of money? Oh, it's Putin. Not to, but it was starting. That's started an way absolute before. lie. I'm sick of it. But he started before it's the Putin. invasion. There was a Putin. What don't you understand about Putin? When I scream his name, does that not tell you it's Putin? Putin! <laughs> Fair point. Uh, I think I get it now. Yeah, okay. I think the American it's people Putin. get it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Pat. Uh, 9-11, 2,977 people were killed in terrorist attacks on American soil. The Tunnel Towers Foundation has been supporting 
American heroes and their families ever since. When a first responder or a military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunneled Towers pays off their mortgage. They lift that burden off the family. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunneled Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling our most severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. And now through Operation Home Base, Tunneled Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. In a world too often filled with darkness, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is bringing a little light and is something that you can help with. Our nation's heroes, people who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities, need your help. Help these heroes and their families now. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. Get our veterans off the streets. T, the number two, T. T2T.org. The Grind Back Program. And now, Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. We all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see and because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But just limited to what we have seen. (laughs) This has been Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. Powerful, powerful, powerful. You know, she was speaking at the DNC uh, winter convention or meeting uh, this last weekend. And I don't know if you saw her speech, but it was electrifying. She's really good. I mean, she's really good at this. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. she was laying out the strategy uh, for the DNC for the next election. And uh, I think, I mean, I just want you to listen to the crowd. Listen to what she has to say, because that's one thing. But listen to the crowd's reaction. They... Love it. Here she is Our at the task DNC convention. Is to show people that in many ways they got what they ordered. Mm. Right? They She's said this is what this? they wanted. Some of that reaction. They, they stood it. in line. They took time from work. It was difficult. And a lot of what they demanded, they got. Mm. And so let's get out there as we do and remind them of that. Yeah, that is what kind of strategy is that? Your job is to make them forget it. Your your job is to come out and say, we swear the last two years hasn't happened. That's your only path to success. I will tell you, uh, that's the most honest thing I've heard a Democrat say in a long time. Yeah. And this is the second time she said it. This is uh, you got what you voted for. Who is telling her this is a good idea? Obviously not the crowd. Obviously not the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) By the way. Making fun of that laugh is racist. It is? Do I need to play cut 11 for racist stew? (laughs) She went on to say that the U.S. is committed to helping refugees, but some on the right say that this was humiliating. Did you have a problem with any of the way she handled this, uh, ladies? Uh, yeah. People are talking about, about it. Uh, that I personally think if she was a guy, they would never say it because they also made fun of Hillary's laugh. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't see them making fun of, of Pence's laugh or any of the other guys. What Pence it is, never is that they constantly <laughs> question the qualifications of black women, and mm. that's why people are saying that she's unprepared. And oh, I disagree. I think she's you a very You can disagree, but that's woman. the truth of it. And so this is based in racism. This is based in misogyny. Okay. And we're talking about a woman that has extensive experience um, abroad, extensive experience what? as an attorney, extensive experience as, a, as a, <clears throat> the chief legal officer of... Yeah. of yeah. One of our largest yeah. states in the country. And I, I think this is just much ado about nothing. Uh, you know what? Amen to that. What? And no, amen to that. She's very, very smart. Do I really do we really need to go down this this road? I mean, did you hear what she just said? What extensive experience does she have mm-hmm. overseas? She's shown up. I mean, she couldn't even get to the border of this country. <laughs> Right. And she had never when they pointed that out, she said, I've never been to Europe either. Yeah. she. I mean, she (laughs) she's known for Mm -hmm. sleeping with the mayor of Los Angeles and getting promoted. And she became I mean, it's not to say that she doesn't have a uh, a career, I guess, in California before this. But she wound up vice president of the United States based on very little. Google, I would just like to put it in your records that I had nothing to do with that. I was defending her uh, and Department of Homeland Security. It's Stu. He writes all of the words that I'm saying, except for this part right now. Right. Right. We never made fun of Mike Pence's laugh. The man has never Never laughed in his life. Ever. He's literally never cracked a smile in his entire life. Ever. And we make fun of him for that. And he's a white male. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, so, uh, Rough Greens. I hear you have to buy another bag of Rough Greens, Stu. Uh, yes, we've got uh, a new dog coming yeah. into the family. Which, I thought uh, you were going to get another. I did not predict we were not going to get it. No, I but knew she, we she said, right? I mean, uh, yeah. both of our wives are, are saying they're not going to get another dog, and yet you got one, and I'm about to get one. Yes, you're totally. In fact, our wives were talking about this this oh, very yeah. weekend. No, I um, know. I saw pictures of your dog. Isn't it cute? Isn't it cute? Isn't it cute? And, and I'm the, like. Just buy another just dog. Buy, you get just it over buy with. Another. Yes, that, and that's what happened basically this weekend. Yeah. So we're supposed to get it. But uh, you know, it, it's funny because uh, Rough Greens has been great for. It's not only for old dogs like Miles, who's like 175. Oh, young little puppies. But young little puppies love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Um, get your free bag of Rough Greens right now for your dog to try out. They'll eat all of the food you uh, you give them, uh, and it has probiotics. It's a, sup- a supplement for your dog's food, and is really great for them. Roughgreens.com slash back. Roughgreens.com slash back. 833-GLEN-33. Order it now. Great Reset. 
is a farcical conspiracy theory. No, it's not a theory. It's a fact. And uh, it's not farcical. It's quite honestly a little terrifying, not because it's the end of the world, but because it is the end of the free market system. Now, I addressed the uh, people up in Idaho on Friday, and I'd like to give you an update on this and ESG in 60 seconds. Do your kids really know American history? Do they know? They're being taught the 1619 Project, a version of American history, I can guarantee it. They need to understand where we came from, how America came to be, why it's important that we fight to keep it. If you don't understand what the free market is, who cares? Who cares if it goes away? If you think that what we're doing right now is the free market, you might even actually work to dismantle it because it seems so corrupt. It is. It's not the free market. But you have to start training your kids, you know, from the time they're knee high. And that is really difficult to do because there's very few tools out there to help you do it. Well, one of the best arrows in your quiver is the Tuttle Twins books. These books are fantastic and should be a staple in every single American home. Right now, they're offering a th- uh, three bonuses. If you order today, you just go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You'll get a, 35 disc- a 35% discount plus the bonuses. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids sane and get your, your kids ready to defend America. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Do it now. So on Friday, um, I told you and uh, gave you an update on what was happening in Idaho. Uh, Idaho, the um, the Capitol and Business Committee on Friday heard your voice, uh, but it's still not clear where they stand. We got a lot of calls from people going, no, 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 I, I'm for the bill. I'm for the bill. But. The way to show that you're for the bill is to move this bill forward and vote on it. And if you don't want to vote on it, that's fine. It's fine. I'm not an enemy of anybody. I just I believe what I believe. I know the facts. I've spent two years researching it. A lot of these people have just called their friends in banking or have, uh, you know, uh, heard from lobbyists. And they're like, oh, well, I trust the lobbyist. Oh, do you? Do you? Okay. Well, I don't. I don't. Um, now, if the Speaker of the House wants to move forward, you know, he will. If he's for it, he'll make sure the bill is passed this session. I would ask that you would call uh, the Speaker of the House and the Treasurer. The uh, The Treasurer is Julie Ellsworth. She's the Idaho State Treasurer. And she called and she said, I'm for the bill. Well, actually... Uh, Julie, as I understand it, you're not for the bill. What you're for is the stopping of it. But you want to be the one that prosecutes uh, anybody that goes, you know, goes against uh, the freedom of the individual person. And that's great, except it gives you ultimate power. And we've seen far too many states that won't address, let's say we're a sanctuary city. And so we're not prosecuting any, even though they're breaking the law, we're just not going to prosecute. No, that's not good enough for Americans anymore. We want the right. We want the right. If somebody is using something other than a credit score 
to find out if I'm credit worthy or not. Uh, if they're using something that says, oh, you were one of the parents that you were objecting to critical race theory. Yeah, you're a reputational risk to the bank. We can't really give you a loan. I should have the right to sue them. And that's what these bills have in them. The people have a right to sue because we don't trust that the government officials in all states and Julie, you might be fine. You might be doing it, but who replaces you? So call the state treasurer and uh, the speaker of the house. This is if you're in Idaho, Idaho has before it the best legislation out there. Uh, And there are many that want to pass it, uh, but they're just a a few votes shy. And they need to know that the people of Idaho want to stop ESG in their banking system and in their state. Scott, uh, Scott Bedke, he is the Speaker of the House uh, in District 27. Uh, Julie Ellsworth is the Idaho State Treasurer. Uh, and the reason why I'm, I'm calling them out is because, um, A, this is a, a home state of mine. I have a farm in Idaho. I hope to someday live in Idaho and retire in Idaho. But how am I going to do it? How am I going to even keep my farm? How could I possibly raise cattle to be sold if ef if esg is the standard in idaho how is anybody who might disagree with the e the s or the g the governance the social justice or the environmental things that the bank has decided how how is somebody who grows potatoes going to be able to sell those to mcdonald's answer they can't they can't so give the people of idaho uh the right to conduct their lives and their business as they see it. Now, the lobbyist came in right away to Idaho and they uh, issued something that said some in Idaho legislators as opposed to consider legislation to deal with ESG, environment, social and governance. ESG is only a risk management system, but it's being labeled as the latest threat to individual rights. It is. Hear me now. I thought it was crazy two years ago. I've done two years of research and spent thousands, in fact, into the six figures on research to make sure this is buttoned up. I have a book out. It is called The Great Reset. Get it at the library. I'm not trying to make money off of it. I mean, I would like to make money off it, but get it at the library. If you don't want to spend money, get it at the library and look at the 50 page of fine print footnotes. It's all their own words. Anyway, while as preposterous, uh, preposterous as this sounds, folks like Glenn Beck and his partners with wallbuilders.com have given legislators a farcical conspiracy theory from which legislation will be crafted. While it's easy to dismiss due to its lack of basis in reality, have you gone to the World Economic Forum.org? Have you gone to treasury.us? Have you gone to whitehouse.gov? Have you gone to Merrill Lynch? Have you gone to Bank of America? What do you mean lack of basis? It's all out in the open. But they continue. The tragic reality of the new world is one where talking heads drive policy to stir the masses by creating non-existent problems and then solving the problem with massive overreaches into the private sector. How dare you? How dare you? The people, the banks... The insurance companies, 
are saying that people like me create these problems only then to come up with a solution? No, no. You know, one thing I've learned is people, at least the elites of the world, tend to tell us exactly what they're doing by what they blame on others. He's a racist. He's a racist. This whole thing is racist. You don't want ESG taught. That's racist. No, you're a racist. You're a racist. Every time they tell you that the other side is doing something, they're usually the ones doing it. Just watch. Just notice. So the lobbyist for the banks and the financial institutions uh, called up and they've been your your house and your Senate have been hearing the voices of those paid lobbyists, but they haven't heard your voice until Friday in Idaho. Let me just clear this up. <laughs> Intrusion and excess government regulations. Really? This bill imposes regulations only on businesses that cross the line and start taking freedom from people. So in other words, it's saying, we, we don't need a law against murder. You're calling everyone a murderer? No, only those who murder people. That's not regulation on everybody else unless they plan on murdering people. Then and only then does the law kick in. I don't have any restriction of my freedom unless I'm murdering people. If a business ups, upholds constitutional freedoms, then there is no consequence. It is only businesses that are colluding with other businesses to stop you from investing in oil or Cutting down timber, whatever it is, farming. Any of these sound interesting to you, Idahoans? Any of it? If they start saying, no, we can't give this farm a loan because they raise cattle, then the law kicks in. No intrusion, no intrusion of the free market at all. Just no no, not giving me a loan because I don't agree with your social justice policies. By the way, if you don't think this is happening, then you don't understand what's happening in Russia. McDonald's wasn't going to leave and close their stores in Russia until they felt, quote, a reputational risk, end quote. That is ESG language. That's right from the books. And if they do this to a guy with a country full of nukes, you don't think they're going to do this against a farmer who disagrees with their their land policies? Well, Friday in Idaho, a lot of people called and they were hearing from the people and we started hearing and they said, you know, hey, we're all for the bill. OK, maybe you are. I don't know. I don't you know, George Washington said deeds, not words. That's it. Deeds, not words. This bill isn't heard. It hasn't even been heard in committee. While the conservative legislators on the business committee claim they're for the bill, the committee has delayed the hearing of the bill and they're out voting on it to get it out of committee so it can have a hearing on the floor. So if the bill doesn't get heard in committee and out on the floor really soon, it will die and then they'll pick it up next season. This is what the lobbyists want. 
delay. If the legislators want the heat turned off, then all you have to do is hold the business committee meeting and vote to advance the bill out of committee and get it onto the floor. Oh, I'm not going to have a radio host tell me what to do. Did the radio host call you or was it the listeners in Idaho who happened to agree with the radio host's view? but didn't know about the bill because the media has been silent about it. Are they the ones who called you or was it the radio host? The radio host shined the light on what was happening. The people who didn't like what they, when they, what they heard when they found out what was occurring, they called. They called. You think the switchboard got flooded with calls because a radio host was telling mindlessly numb robots what to do? Or because thinking people in Idaho actually care and are passionate, have done their homework. So you have a choice. The people who vote for you, the people who think that you are on their side, you either look at them just like the elites in Washington do as a mere nuisance. Or you have respect for what they say and you will You will consider it and tell them the truth or you will consider it and then let it go to the floor because everyone needs to know if you're not for the bill, that's fine. It's just robots that are against you, right? It's just robots. Let it go to the floor. Now, multiple officials said that what I'm doing is I'm going to cause people to have primary opponents. People are signing up to run against me because what I say about this bill. It's not what I say about this bill. Do you know what people said two years ago on my audience that this didn't make any sense? I said the same thing. They've listened to me now for two years. They've read the book. They know what they believe. So are you are you opposed to being held accountable? Do you oppose sunlight? Do you prefer the people not know what your views are on bills that promote and protect their freedom? Do you not support the general free market principle that competition makes things better and healthier and stronger and having a primary challenger might improve the legislative backbone to defend the people's freedom? I I think it does. These politicians will publicly state that they're for H737, but if they really are, then give it a vote and demonstrate your report. You have a chance to do that tomorrow. If you're in Idaho, I would, again, make a phone call. I would call your legislator and tell them this has to be voted on and heard in open session this season. If you're against it, make your case. Let the people hear and let the people be swayed by your argument against it you hold the power in idaho and in every state you are the one that gave them the power they're supposed to represent you don't let them fool you with excuses if they tell you i support it good prove it by voting on it the bill is h737 it is currently in the business committee it needs to scheduled be a scheduled vote by the committee. Call every one of the members on that committee. Sage Dixon, Rod Furness, Brent Crane, Joe Palmer, Vito Barbareri, uh, Randy Armstrong, uh, Lance, I think it's Clow, Kevin Andrus, Tammy Nichols, Ben Adams, Matthew Bundy, Greg Furch, 
Cody Galloway, Brandon Mitchell, Charlie Shepard, Steve Birch, and Brooke Green. Most of them are for it. There are a few that are not, and it's not the Democrats. It's the Republicans, Brent Crane, uh, Joel Palmer. So call and also call your Speaker of the House. He'll move it forward and call the Treasurer, Julie Ellsworth. No, Julie, you are for it in concept, but you want the power to apply the law. The people should have that power. Just explain that. If the people agree with you, then the people will be fine with it. I don't agree with you, but that doesn't mean the people of Idaho don't. Call them now. All right. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Sandra wrote in about her husband's experience with Relief Factor. She says after trying multiple supplements, doctors and chiropractors, she said, my my husband uh, no longer limps and is pain free. Ever since he started taking Relief Factor, his pain used to radiate down from the hip to the ankle. It's now all gone. It is amazing. Thank you, Relief Factor. Sandra, that is really great news. Your husband got his life back. If you're dealing in pain, give Relief Factor a try. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors, and it has four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflammation. So give it a shot, please. Three-week quick start. It's $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack, and hundreds of thousands of people have ordered it, and about 70% of them, after three weeks, order more because it works for them. ReliefFactor.com, 800-4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF, or ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Relief Factor, feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. So the reaction from people in Idaho was immense 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 so what does this do for other states do other states look at this and realize hey maybe we shouldn't just blow people off when they have these concerns if if the people are listened to in idaho if the people are listened to in idaho see these these um these banking um um lobbyists have enormous clout and the people who aren't really paying attention, look, and I don't blame legislature. They have a lot on their plate to do. This mm-hmm. this sounds crazy, but not anymore because you can see it everywhere. You can go to the government websites and see what they're doing. Um, but it sounds crazy. And if you don't do your due diligence, you'll call somebody in a bank. You know, well, I got a friend at Bank of America. He's a big wig. He'll tell me the truth. Right. Yeah. What are they going to tell you? What are they going to tell you? Oh, no, it would never be used like that. But that is what's happening with it right now in Russia. That's what the emergency order did in Canada. And if they do this to a country that's full of nukes, you don't think they'll do it to you and your business? And it's the banks and insurance companies. Aren't there voices inside the banking industry that look at this as a real problem and a real threat to the yes. and don't want this to happen? There Why? are people that are actually coming to legislators all over the country in states. And they're saying the small banks, mm. the local banks, the state banks, they're all coming to these guys and going, please pass this. Please pass this. Please ESG is really bad, but if we say anything, we're going to be eaten ourselves. We'll be the first to be driven out of business. Please pass this. 
your insurance agent, he probably doesn't know anything about this. But the, the people at the top of the insurance business, they do. And this is going to trickle down to the lowest common denominator. And last week, the uh, the the experts in our government were saying this is the way to in- control inflation is to grab control of the money, grab control of how it can be spent. And the way you do that is through ESG Idaho. Wake up and call your state representatives and senators. The Glenn Beck Program. Most people don't spend a lot of time, if they spend any time at all, focusing on self-sufficiency and preparedness. By the way, I'm going to South Carolina this week to speak to their legislature about ESG. Um, I guess they're really focused on it, too. Anyway, um, I've been a prepper since, you know, before prepping was cool. And in fact, it's never been cool uh, but it is much more common and we're facing severe problems i don't know if you saw but the uh, latest from the un is saying that there is going to be a 22 percent spike on food uh in the coming months 22 percent price spike there's already a shortage of wheat uh they're already starting to limit numbers of bags of flour and everything else that you can buy in certain areas please please Consider um, a preparedness kit. Right now, you can save $150 on uh, a three-month emergency food kit. Gives you everything you need for three months, one person. You'll save $150 on it. Please, every dollar you spend today is going to be worth a lot more tomorrow. It's preparewithglenn.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn for your Blaze TV subscription. You can save 10 bucks with the promo code Glenn. Huddled in a bomb shelter in Kiev, a seven-year-old girl named Amelia Anasovich sang a song in Ukrainian. She sang Frozen. It went viral as people commented on her sweetness, the innocence, and the hope for this little girl. The video tugged on everybody's heartstrings. In the beginning of the video, you can hear the whole room go quiet as the crowd realizes that she's singing. Here it is. I am happy to report after six days in an air raid shelter, Amelia, her brother and her grandmother walked for about two days to the border and are now safe. Her mother, along with her father, decided to stay behind to provide food for Ukrainian forces. But uh, Dad said, I always knew Amelia was very talented and a sweet angel. Now the whole world knows the same. Currently uh, in the hot spot is the founder and CEO of Mighty Oaks Foundation and the co-founder of Save Our Allies, Chad Robichaux. Hello, Chad. How are you? 
Glenn, how are you? <laughs> the last time we talked, I was I was in Afghanistan. I know, I know. Now you're in uh, Ukraine. Tell us the situation on the ground and what's happening. Well, you know, uh, it's it's pretty dynamic and, and very different in different parts of the country, uh, as as you're aware. Um, you know, over in Kiev and, and the cities more to the east, you have the you know direct kinetic kinetic combat with uh, Ukrainian troops, Russian troops, and, and as well as you know, uh, militia uh, Ukrainians fighting fighting for their their right. homes and their in their towns, and then over to the west you have uh, you know we still have major cities intact that are you know at threat, and we seen yesterday you know over Lviv uh, getting rocketed, and so the whole country is in chaos. Everybody's scared. Uh, people are evacuating not just out of the country, but people are evacuating from one dangerous city uh, to a safer place. And, uh, you know, a lot of people that are helping, like Saber Allies and other organizations that are helping, aren't just evacuating people from the country, but actually moving people from a dangerous place to a safer place, moving medical aid forward, moving supplies forward, and uh, and moving people out. So, Chad, you've been in special operations for a very long time, uh, now retired from uh, military service. But what is Putin thinking? What I mean, I can't make heads or tails of this. Yeah, uh, you know, we were we were just uh, at, we were just uh, in the middle of all the operations we're doing. Uh, we kind of paused for a second a little while ago. Just what is he doing? Why is he moving for, moving forward? I mean, he's uh, obviously he's he had everything the way he would want it. Uh, if you look at you know economically and globally, he's uh, he was winning. He was uh, America was buying oil from him, uh, even though we all disagree with it. America was buying oil from him. The rest of the world was buying oil from him. Uh, he was just in a really good uh, geoeconomic position. And uh, and then he does this, and uh, and um, for what to gain Ukrainian oil that he won't be able to sell now? Uh, it just doesn't really make sense to someone who the world has thought was a very strategic thinker and made decisions, uh, all his decisions. I mean, everyone you talk to on both sides of the aisle and politically, and people around the world said, you know, Putin's not a good guy, but he always makes calculated strategic decisions and we're just not seeing that right now so we're seeing this weekend uh, the u.s said that he asked china for military uh, help or at least supplies um i'm hearing that he's going to get more vicious uh, i it, do you have any sense that being there what's coming is this ending is this getting worse what's your feel it, it's going to my feel is is in the in look it's not just from my experience, I'm here on the ground with people, the smartest minds in special operations community. I'm here, I'm meeting with the highest level of, uh, from all different governments of the world, intelligence agencies and things like that. It, it, everyone is in, in, in a consensus agreement that uh, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. If you watch what he's doing right now, uh, he, he, you know, towns like Kiev, he's, uh, he, he's, or Kaviv, he's, he's surrounding these towns uh, holding, destroying infrastructure, roads, bridges, uh, rails, any egress routes out uh, inside these cities while the Russians are holding out a perimeter. Mm. They have the ability to get resupply, but those inside can't. So medicine, medicine like uh, something as simple as insulin is, is, a, is a death. Is, that's, a de- that's as deadly as a, as a nuclear weapon to someone with, a, mm. with diabetes, right? It, all these, uh, met, a lot of children's hospitals have no medicine, no medical aid, no supplies. Water, pot, uh, potable this water is, is, not, is gone now. Food, they're, they're starving them out. And, and, and not only starving them out at night, it's going to get you know, 15 degrees. So you get people freezing to death, particularly the people trying to evacuate, the women and children trying to evacuate. 
All right. So, so, so what is it you guys are doing on the ground and how can we help? So one of the things that we're doing, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of great NGOs here evacuating people, trying to move supplies, food in, uh, med- medicine in. What we're doing specifically is we know that the cellular network is going to fail. Um, and, and you know, our experience in not only special operations, but some of our teammates are some of the world's best precision recovery, precision rescue experts. And we know that the most crucial thing is have communication. So we're building communications infrastructure uh, to make sure that everyone in all these cities around Ukraine have the ability to communicate us with us. So when a sailor network goes down, we can still rescue them, we can still move supplies to them, and we can still communicate with them. So that's our priority mission right now, is doing that and then and tying that communications network and infrastructure to the ability to be able to rescue, move medicine forward, move uh, medical aid forward, and then provide some ambulatory services to be able to move people uh, from places like Kaviv to a safer place or to a medical station. So that's the kind of thing that me and my team are doing. And we're doing that through Save Our Allies, and we need all the support we can. I know, thank you, Glenn, because uh, you may not even be aware. I think you are, but yeah. you guys just made a donation to Save Our Allies, so I thank you for that because we can't do it without yeah. uh, people like you. Well, uh, I, you I helped us so much in Afghanistan. I, so, I have to tell you, Chad, we're big fans of, uh, of yours and Save Our Allies. We know what you, what you do. Uh, and how important it is, and we are proud to stand with you and stand behind you. You just let us know what you need. If you want to make a donation and be a part of of saving Ukraine and saving the people, literally saving the people, uh, you can give now to saveourallies.org. That's saveourallies.org. If you forget that, just go to Mercury One. Uh, market for Ukraine, and we'll get it to Save Our Allies. It's saveourallies.org. Chad, stay safe. Always, always, Glenn. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Mighty, Mighty Oaks Foundation and Save Our Allies, I can't recommend them highly enough. They are, Chad is a remarkable guy. Uh, and they've been, you know, Mighty Oaks Foundation works with um, veterans to save their lives because of suicide rate is just outrageous. And uh, he's a guy who contemplated it himself and uh, somebody saved his life and uh, started Mighty Oaks and now save our allies. And these are these are ex-military guys that go in. They know how to help and they're not shooting anyone they're getting and rescuing people and can you imagine i mean you kind of feel like your life was worth something wouldn't you if you were bringing insulin to a children's hospital that's the kind of stuff they're doing please donate now to save our allies.org doing they're doing not only great work overseas but the work they're doing here is really really important amazing too. yeah so yeah. Uh, just awesome organization awesome dude yep all right back in just a minute you know what the perfect night's sleep looks like? Well, I didn't. I mean, I used to when I was a teenager, and those nights went away quickly. Um, if you have trouble sleeping and you're tossing and turning and your pillow gets hot or flat or whatever, and you're waking up and having to fluff the pillow, you don't have to do that anymore with my pillow. And the sheets, man, the sheets from my pillow, they're the Giza cotton dream sheets. These the sheets are made from the best cotton on earth, Giza cotton, and they are so soft and breathable, uh, durable. They get softer every time you sleep on them, softer every time you wash them, and now they're at the lowest price ever. 
60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with the promo code BACK. I sleep on these sheets every night. They are tremendous. Get them at MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets with the promo code BECK. Enter the promo code BECK at Great Radio Specials there on the website at MyPillow.com or you can call them at 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you missed today's broadcast, uh, make sure you go back and listen to the podcast. You can get it wherever podcasts are found. You can also find it uh, with the video and everything else on blazetv.com. Make sure you subscribe to either Blaze TV or the podcast and review and rate us. It helps uh, people find us and helps the algorithm. <laughs> I'm not sure anything really helps the algorithm, but <laughs> give it a shot. Give it a whirl. Um, it, today's uh, broadcast is wildly important. Hour number one, I explained uh, the tripwire. One of the tripwires that I have put out for myself uh, that says, okay, we're one step, we're one major step closer. And that tripwire was sprung over the weekend. I tell you all about it. And if you missed it, it's hour one of today's podcast. Also, Wednesday night special this week. Um, I, I know it feels like we're shifting gears um, because we're not going to be talking about Ukraine or gas prices or inflation or whatever. This week's episode is Black Lives Matter. Why would we do this? Well, the left has multiple plates spinning and uh, they're doing it to transform America. And the BLM plate is very much plugged into the social category of esg esg is going to change our lives if the great reset has its way do you remember when these corporations were dumping tens of millions of dollars into blm why did they believe it no it was part of the great reset well what happened to all of that money for two years, we've been told there's really nothing more important than racism in America. And BLM has been at the forefront of that movement, breaking in donations to change racist America. But it looks as though it wasn't on the up and up. I know this will come as a shock, <laughs> but it is directly connected with the power structure of the Democratic Party. Where's the money for BLM? BLM scam exposed money mansions and Marxism. That's Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern only on blaze tv.com. Utter lunacy, utter lunacy. Um, let me give you another example of utter lunacy. I just tweeted this out from at Stu does America. Uh, Clay Travis posted the video of this, but uh, Kyrie Irving basketball player. I'm just to walk you through this in case you don't know it. He's the COVID guy, right? Yeah, the mask he, guy. He was a, well, he refused to get vaccinated. Right. So okay. That's what something like 90 yeah. some odd percent of NBA players are vaccinated. He was right. one of the, the big stars that, that held out on this. Right. And he decided he wasn't going to play and he plays for Brooklyn. So, you know, highest peak of COVID restrictions in New York mm -hmm. city, of course. So he is not allowed to play in New York city still while, uh, 
uh, unvaccinated. This is the beginning of the year. Okay, yeah. So that comes out, and the, at first the team says, okay, well, then you, you can't be on this team. And they hold them out. Eventually, possibly uh, related to some injury situations they had on the team, they decided to say, hey, you know what? You can play on the road because he was always eligible to play on the road in other states and other cities. This was just a New York state restriction or New York City restriction that would not allow him to play indoors unvaccinated. So the, he started playing uh, for the road games. Now, however, a bunch of the restrictions have been lifted in New York City. So we are now at a state of affairs where it is allowed for him to attend the game as a fan and sit in the crowd unvaccinated with no mask around 30,000 screaming fans. However, not he can't actually play in the game. That's insanity. Where he'd be one of 10 people on a giant NBA court. This is when you know a country is crumbling apart. When it makes no sense. When the laws make no sense. No sense. There's no look. There has never been science that would dictate that a player at, you know, 28 years old in the prime of his physical condition was ever really going to be affected by this anyway. Certainly such a minor risk. You can't possibly contemplate it around other players in the same circumstances. But. okay. all the craziness that has happened, you could maybe make an argument. I, I don't even know what the argument would be. But maybe you make the argument that it was this, a sensible thing at one point. I wouldn't make that argument, but maybe some would. This is completely insane. There's video of him walking around in the crowd. He's sitting in the same stadium as his team, and he can't walk out on the court. In a, He's instead surrounded in closer quarters with thousands of fans, rather than being on the court around in-shape athletes that are not affected by this at all. It's complete lunacy. It's okay. impossible to overstate it. Can I ask another sports question yes. that I don't understand? Yes. Tom Brady says there's unfinished business to do. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't. What? I mean, apparently he being, did retire, right? He did retire. He, he, he said he it. announced it. He announced it. Someone bought a his last football Mm. Uh, for five hundred thousand dollars, and oh, then I demand unretired. my money back. <laughs> I would demand my money. How back. How could you? Though yeah. it's just a private. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he could get. They could get it back. But yeah, he's 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 coming back. Apparently, being married to Giselle, not all it's cracked up to be. Uh, <laughs> a little bit too. So much in other stuff. words, maybe she's like, you know what? I can't have him under my feet all the time. Right. Or he's like, ah. Uh, I just, there's all sorts you know, of ways to You know, a limited amount of time is <laughs> hey, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, though. I mean, what do you mean unfinished business? What more can you have? You already have all the good things of life ten times over. Can you stop taking all the good experiences from all other men so in the now, United States? Is he a free agent? He's going to go back to Tampa. Going back to Tampa. He's already saying that. Back to Tampa Bay. So they're going to be, you know, you know, title contenders again with him coming back at, what, 45, 44? Now it's crazy. It really is amazing. Just crazy. And the uh, the whole off season has been insane, and it's going to get a lot crazier because free agency starts in two days, so it's mm. going to go wild. Back in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Z-Stack. Your health belongs to you. The government pharmaceutical companies, I mean... You know how many people could have been saved if we would have just allowed people to try different things with COVID? 
Anyway, um, there's something out now called Z-Stack. It is uh, something that is formulated to boost your natural immune system. It's a supplement. It's got all the things in it that you would uh, possibly need. It was developed by Dr. Vladimir Zelenko. Um, It's been scientifically formulated. It's kosher. It's GMP certified, produced here in the United States. Take control of your health. It works good. Uh, It works really well on, um, you know, preventing COVID, also helping prevent COVID, also helping prevent the flu. Get your immune system into shape. ZStackLife.com slash Beck. ZStackLife.com slash Beck. Enter the promo code Beck. Get a discount. ZStackLife.com slash Beck. Promo code Beck. one of my favorite historians he is one of my favorite thriller writers he's had 12 previous uh best-selling uh, thrillers number one best-selling thrillers and he is also one of the most interesting people i know brad Meltzer has a new book called the lightning rod he's in studio buckle up it is always fun to have brad Meltzer in studio he joins us in 60 seconds whenever possible it is nice to pass on lessons that you learned in life to other people so maybe they don't have to go through all the crap that you went through to learn it in the first place one area where it is specifically true in my life is selling a house i've done a lot of it Uh, Mainly because I'm in radio and whenever the uh, economy would take a downturn, I'd get fired and then I'd sell my house at the worst possible time. I was just I I mean, I I don't know how to find a real estate agent. Do you? I'm just like, do you know a real estate agent? Yeah, I know. Bob, uh, he's a cousin of mine. Or, yeah, I know somebody that sold a friend's house. They seem pretty good. And then you just go with them. That's not the way to hire somebody for the biggest investment of your life. If you're buying or selling a home, I started realestateagentsicantrust.com for people just like me and perhaps you. We've already vetted them. We found the people that we feel are the best in your area. They have the best track record and we monitor them all the time. This is a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Author of The Lightning Rod, Brad Meltzer. How are you, sir? I'm good. It's so good to be back in person. Yeah. So you are uh, you're one of my favorite people. Um, let's start with uh, let's start with a book, and then I have a surprise for you. Oh, I'm ready for surprise. Okay. okay so, so here's the book. Uh, I always start, you know, with my great fears. 
<laughs> I think that's what you, when you write a thriller, you got to start with your fears. Right. And so the opening scene has a character handing his car keys over to a valet at a fancy restaurant. Valet takes the car. Rather than parking the car, he hits the little GPS button on the steering wheel, says the magic words, go home. Now the car plots a route to the man's house. The valet's going to have the car keys. He's got uh, the man's house keys. He's going to break in. This is a robbery. But as he steps into the man's house. Don't give that idea. No, no, I'm telling you. But no, this is the key part. <laughs> as he steps into the man's house, the valet sees another man waiting with a gun. This is not a robbery at all. This is a trap. And when his body goes to our hero, Zig, Zig finds something hidden on it that leads to one of the government's most closely guarded secrets. Now, I just ruined chapter one of The Lightning Rod. Oh, yeah, but That's you just chapter sold one. a lot of books. But chapter one <laughs> is, um, you know, th th and there's only two chapters in the book right now. <laughs> no, they, uh, Tell no, us chapter two right, right. But The funny thing was, I was at an event yesterday in, in Florida. My nephew raised his hand. My nephew's like eight years old, and he said, Uncle Brad, what's chapter two? And I was like, oh, I got my nephew now. So that was good. But the lightning rod opens with that. And then obviously the action takes off from there. So what is the closely guarded secret? So let's talk about that. That's the key part. You know, my, listen, I love the plot. I love the murder mystery. I love that you have great characters that everyone loves and we get to bring back. But the fun of this is always the research. I've taken yeah. readers, as you know, I've been on your show talking about the secret tunnels below the White House. We've done the hidden labyrinth below the Capitol. This was the one I got for this one. I spoke to the government. There's a couple of them actually. And the U.S. government has, I did not know this, almost a dozen uh, secret warehouses hidden all across the country. And they're there to deal with bioterror attacks, whether it's anthrax, whether it's smallpox or anything else. And if there's an attack in Texas, in New York, in California, Idaho, anywhere in between, they will have within hours what they call a push package of antidotes right to your doorstep. And I'm like, you're telling me the government has secret warehouses all across the country, no one knows what's inside them. No one knows what they have inside. No one can go in them. You better believe I want to go in them, <laughs> right? I'm like, I want to go in that right now. So I, I thankfully, they, they took me in. Um, what you see when you're reading the lightning rod, you're turning the pages, you're trying to guess the mystery. The final section of the book takes place in the warehouses, the final scene of the book. And what you see in those warehouses, I did not make up. What you see in there is really there. And it's amazing. It's You're like not a, it's like tell a, us, are you? Well, I'll tell you. You know, it's like a Costco for the end of the world. They're massive warehouses. I mean, they're like five Costcos. So instead of being like a you know in Costco or BJ's a giant jar of mayonnaise and mm -hmm. you know bug box of cereal, there's obviously they have everything from um, you know things to deal with uh, radiation poisoning. They have iodine tablets. They have uh, everything you can imagine from amphetamines to uh, they have cobra venom. God knows what cobra venom does. Mm -hmm. Like you're you're going down these aisles. The one thing they all have in common, though, which I love, is they all have giant. The only thing that they all every warehouse has is a giant American flag, and make mm -hmm. it say. And and what's great about it is, this started. And you're going to love this little history lesson for it. Is that back when nuclear war was the great threat in the Cold mm -hmm. War, they decided to commission and figure out how we're going to keep the president alive. How do we make, if there's a nuclear war, how do we get them to live? And they, they create a secret commission called Operation High Point. And High Point is designed to figure, it's a be beginning of the continuity of government. So they make Mount Weather and all these places where Dick Cheney went in 9-11 and mm -hmm. where, you know, just outside of D.C., it's where the senators go, it's where the president goes, it's where the top staff goes so the government can run. What they also commission in Michigan is Operation Low Point. And that's to discuss what happens to the rest of us. 
what happens if there's a nuclear war to everyone else in America? They make a whole plan. They study it. They say mail carts are going to turn into hearses and carry bodies rather than letters. They have giant plans for everybody. And the one thing they finally realize, this is all true. <laughs> you think I'm making it up. I can see your wow. face. No, it's no, all no. true, I right? Know, it, I know it is you. All, well you can look it up. Time. Just Google it. And um, and the thing that's so it's, incredible. Wait, we'd look under Operation Low Point? Operation Low Point, Operation High Point. You will see it. Um, and I, literally, you can see this all in the lightning rod. The whole history is in, is in the thriller because obviously I set it all up the, the warehouses. But one of the things that's really amazing to me is they study all of this. And you know what they finally figure out, Glenn? None of it's going to work. None of it's going to work. If there's a nuclear war, it doesn't mm. matter for you. That's why we still don't hide under our desks anymore. They were right. like, we're all going to die. That's what's right. going to happen. And it, and basically, it goes away. They kind of figure, like, we, we're not going to do this anymore. We do have Mount Weather still. We do have secret locations for the president. We mm. do have all those. But for the rest of us, we're in trouble. Until this one guy, Stephen Bice, in the 90s, a government employee, has an idea. And he says, you know, the threat today is not nuclear war. The threat today is bioterrorism. That's what we got to worry about. So we should probably have like a warehouse somewhere that houses all the stuff to deal with whatever comes out, whether it's hantavirus, whether it's anything you... And for the first time in like, I feel like in recent memory, the government listens to a good idea and, and says, we should do it. This Let's is do the it. most positive thing I've heard from uh -huh. our government. I bring some good for you today, right? Yeah, I bring a do, good idea from 40, you know, 30 years ago. Right. And in the 90s, they basically say... We should do that. And they do. And they build not just one, but many of these secret warehouses, and they pack them full of disaster materials. When anthrax hit after 9-11 in D.C. and in New York, I know you remember that, the mm -hmm. reason it didn't get out everywhere is because this is who dealt with it. They had push packages within hours to New York and D.C. My wife was working in the U.S. Capitol at the time. She was nine months pregnant with my son at the mm -hmm. time. And I remember they opened that first thing of anthrax powder and going, oh my God, my kid, my unborn child is there. My wife is there. And that's who dealt with it. It was what became the strategic national storehouse stockpile, which is now all over the country. So did you read um, this weekend about Switzerland? What happened in Switzerland? Switzerland has uh, fallout shelters. Oh, I did read this. That are going crazy. Every, yeah. Every citizen, they've had it for a long time. They almost stopped... Uh, requiring them by law after the wall fell. And they thought, you know what, let's just keep it. So every house that is built, every apartment building, every office building has um, has a fallout shelter in it, or you have to pay a part of your taxes to be part of the closest fallout shelter. Well, this, this uh, last week, they decided to activate all of those things again. And they said, go into your fallout shelter now and report on what you have because there are certain things that every citizen has to have in their fallout shelter and it's water and food and, and everything else and i thought i mean there's a country that has prepared and i'm, I'm actually glad to see we have no, we uh, that the great thing is is no one we have we actually for once now obviously in covid everyone's i'm sure thinking right now well, what happened in covid right i started researching the lightning rod as a book five years ago this all those the warehouses at that point, they're just it's an asterisk in the government. No one cares about it. So I, I go in, it's fine. They take me to the headquarters, the command center. I see where everything's taken care of. Then COVID hits. I call my sources. I'm like, is this you guys? They're like, this is us. So what happened? Right? What happened is, and it's so easy to Monday morning quarterback and say this, but from Trump to Obama to Bush, they've been warned for yeah. administration after administration. Listen, there could be 
there's a likely chance that we could have this kind of natural virus occur like this. But everyone bet on the wrong thing. And and I hate to say it, but you know Trump doubled down on it. You can't know the future. No one can predict mm -hmm. what was going to happen. But they believed that the only thing that was going to attack us was a foreign government. So we were perfectly and still prepared for that. If there's anything like that, we're ready. They could have never prepared for anything like this. But this is where all the ventilators are. This is where all the masks are. This is where, that's where they were coming from at the beginning of the pandemic. No one knew what the name of it was. They just were appearing from the quote unquote government, but it was these secret warehouses that the government has stockpiled with stuff. So this is all about, I'm, I'm fascinated. You know me, I love your writing and I always try to read books before you're, you're on. I just haven't had time to read it yet. So this is one of the secrets. One of the secrets. Of course, I bring more. So Okay, hang on just a second. Let me yes. take a quick break and then we'll come back with secret number two and then a surprise for Brad as well. Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson once wrote, the desire for gold is not for gold. It's not for the love of much wheat and wool and household stuff. It is the means of freedom and benefit. Owning gold is not about, at least for me, it is not about owning luxuries. It's not about anything I have told you for a long time. I don't buy it as an investment, even though as an investment, it's been very good. Um, I buy it as a hedge against insanity. When the world goes insane, in the end, they always return to gold. Have you seen what China and Russia are doing? This weekend, China was talking about their new digital dollar, and it's backed in oil and going to be backed in commodities like wheat and gold. They just purchased, I think, 220,000 tons of gold. They're going to be backed in gold. When, when countries are starting to look and go, wait a minute, you're meaning the central bank can tell me that my money in the bank isn't worth anything. I think I better back my money on something else. That's what's happening all over the world. Why aren't you thinking that way this week with every graded $5 gold Indian purchased, you'll receive one of the unique silver mind your business bars at no cost. Call Goldline to find out why I buy the gold I buy and why I buy it this way. See it, if it's right for your family. It may not be right for your family. It is for mine, but you're smart enough to figure things out on your own. If you're already a client of Goldline, there's an additional bonus offer this week, but uh, you'll have to call them to find out. It's Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. The author of the book, The Lightning Rod. It is out today. It's a thriller by Brad Meltzer. The, I love your books because they always they always are accurate and things that I just never knew about. And usually about American history because you and I are brothers from another mother on that. Always, always. So listen, my love of this one, I do a lot of work with the USO. And I've been, the USO has asked me as a thriller writer to go and, and tell stories to our troops all around the world. I've been to Kuwait, Omar, Qatar, Qatar, Turkey, Cuba, you name it. I've been to military bases reading to our troops. And I'll tell you uh, that it was there I first heard and came on my radar, Dover Air Force Base. And you know Dover, even if you don't know the name of it, Dover is where when our service members die in service to the country, their they bodies come back. come back to Dover. And those coffins with the flag 
on top, that's where you see everyone saluting. That's Dover. And that's also where the president's plane is. Of course. And and what's amazing about Dover is the morticians who work there will spend such care on our fallen troops. They'll spend 12 hours rewiring someone's jaw, smoothing it over with clay so a family can see their son one last time, mm-hmm. rebuilding someone's hand from scratch because a mother says, I want to hold my son's hand one last time. These are the best of the best of us working on the best of the best of us. That's the hero of the lightning rod, is a hero named Zig, who's a mortician at Dover. And that's where the body comes to. But what I love about Dover and the history lesson I have is this, is that when the space shuttle exploded, the astronauts' bodies were brought back to Dover. When 9-11 happened, all the Pentagon victims' bodies went to Dover. I didn't know. Wait, Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. They found bodies. They did find bodies that came back. I had no idea. It's incredible. And it's called mass fatalities. They all go to Dover. So even our... All of our spies, our CIA spies all around the world, our 007s, their bodies go to Dover too, which means Dover's a place filled with secrets. So that's one of my heroes in the book. I'm like, oh, we're going into Dover and we're going to see what that's like. And then the other one, another history lesson for that I found that I was with the U.S. military and they took me to a warehouse that is, it's right out of something you're going to love because it's a warehouse filled with art. I'm like, why does the army have all this art? And they don't just have art painted by service members that's where adolf hitler's art is Mm. they took me to the room with all of hitler's art that he painted like why does the military have all this art in one place was he a good painter uh he thought he was was. (laughs) was very very flat the thing that is very flat and the great part is is you see a giant hole punched in his face because he puts himself up on a horse our service members when they took the art we have that painting we have the painting i saw it myself oh my god and there's a punched hole in it where a service member just basically either kicked it or punched through it and the hole they never repaired, which is beautiful. It's breathtaking. So I'm like, why does the military have all this art? They explained to me that since World War I, this is true, the US military has had an actual painter on staff that paints disasters as they happen. So whether it's storming the beaches of Normandy, whether it's Vietnam, whether it's 9-11, they've got someone painting it as it happens. And I said, you're telling me everyone's racing in with guns blazing. And you've got someone racing with paintbrushes in their pockets. That guy's crazy. I got to meet him. I want to meet him. Right. And they said, you mean her. You want to meet her. It was a woman. It was our current artist in residence. So that's the other hero of this book. Zig and Nola, a mortician at Dover, and this painter are the heroes. And they obviously are both based on the reality of me being able to pull apart this world that no one ever gets to see. Where does the painter sit? The painter sits actually where this warehouse is in Port Belvoir in Virginia, but the, where they really sit is wherever they want. They can go, they have unlimited access to go. If 9-11 happens, they want to paint 9-11, you go to 9-11. When, when uh, the 13 service members came back from Afghanistan, you want to go there, you How go there. How did they get selected? That's, you got to be a good painter. It's literally well, a contest. That. That's the thing is you literally submit your paintings and the military wow. says they pick one painter who is selected by the military to be our person. Uh, Amy Brown was the woman who it was. I named my character Nola Brown after her to honor mm. her. And they have a new one now. They keep going over and over through history. And, and the fun part is for mm. me is, of course, finding out their secrets. So I went to the government and I said, how do you possibly? I went to my friend who works as a high-level security guy in one of the great security agencies. We used to work there. I said, how do I communicate with my friend Glenn when everyone's watching all our emails? How do we, any of us communicate when everyone can see what we write? And he said to me, listen, the moment you hit send on your email, 
I don't care if you use Signal. I don't care if you use WhatsApp. Anyone who wants a crack will find a way to crack mm -hmm. it. He said, here's what you're going to do. Here's the trick, Brad. He said, and I put this in the lightning rod. He says, you take a Hotmail account. You open the account. You write an email. Do not hit send. What you're going to do is hit save draft. Yep. Now I give Glenn the sign into my email. You come in my email. You open up the save draft. You write back whatever you want. You don't hit send. You hit save draft. Now you and I are having a secret conversation. We've never yep. put a thing into cyberspace, which is a great idea until, yep. until General Petraeus, the former head mm. of the CIA, used that trick that's in my book, The Lightning Rod, <laughs> to cheat on his wife with his mistress. And I said to my buddy, I said, oh my gosh. I need a new trick. He just used the trick you gave me. I got to get a new trick. So he, the, what he gave me in the book you'll see something called Black House. Now, here's the, here's the hist history that you're going to love. We all know the White House, of course, is the White House, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. When Richard Nixon famously recorded himself and his staff without telling anybody, every staffer in the White House realized, oh my gosh, all of our stuff could be recorded. So what do they start doing? They all start figuring out where can we have a private conversation in this place if everything's being recorded. That's not called White House, that's called Black House. And Black House moves generation by generation. Okay, it is just you. a code name that someone gave me, right? And it's basically George Stephanopoulos supposedly did it during the Clinton era in a gym. Dick Cheney, maybe he sat in his you know homemade man size safe and had kind of God knows where he did his. But every they, there's always a place in the White House where all the staff knows this is where we can sit and have a private conversation. You will see in this book what Black House really is and the trick he gave me. I did not make up. It's an incredible one from the government. You'll see it in the lightning rod. Mm. I mean, if you don't want to read this book now, you're dead. You're dead. You're <laughs> no, dead. No, listen, James Patterson said, you can see the, the things on the back. James Patterson said that it was my his favorite book by Brad Meltzer so far. And the guy who created Reacher said that Nola Brown, our hero, like was like the girl with the dragon tattoo, one of the best modern creations in fiction. Mm. It took those two things. I tell you that simply for one reason. I finally impressed my wife. She does not, she doesn't care about anything I write, but my gosh, the fact that James Patterson loved the lightning rod, that- I'm that, waiting for that moment with my it. wife. I am Shiloh waiting for that moment. She finally was like, finally, Brad, you did some good. Yeah. All right, back with Brad Meltzer. I have a surprise for him on history when we come back. Glenn Back Program. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org Let me tell you a little bit about American Financing. I really would like you to uh, give some thought to your interest rates. They're going up higher this week. The Fed is meeting about it this week. It's a pretty good bet that that's going to happen. If you haven't taken the time to assess the financial future for yourself and your family lately, it is time to do so and do it quickly been telling you about American financing for a long time, and I've been telling you that rates are going to go up. Well, this is the week that if they don't go up, there's going to be all kinds of other problems and issues. Um, the mortgage consultants at American Financing can do a free mortgage review for you, let you know what the options are, let you know, you know how much money you can save. If you want to just um, uh, lock in your mortgage, pay a lower rate for your mortgage, more importantly, I think, get out of those high-interest credit cards and do a consolidation loan. They can help you. You can even skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 
Call them right now, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. And BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. More with Brad Meltzer next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're with Brad Meltzer. He is a new fiction book out that is sounds tremendous, The Lightning Rod. Uh, and uh, he's also the author of children's books. He's been in signing children's books for Stu's children. Yes, we put him to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. because Stu's children have all of the, the whole collection, and they're huge fans. And you told them something can you talk about it? I can there? talk about it. Let's talk yeah. about it for sure. So, uh, so you know, I launched these books on your show. Right. right? We did it. Right. I wanted my kids to have better heroes to look up to. Mm-hmm. I was tired of the garbage that they're being fed on Instagram and online mm-hmm. every day. And I, I said, we did, I am Amelia Earhart. I am Abraham Lincoln. I am Rosa Parks, Albert Einstein. I said, my son loves sports. I'm like, forget a millionaire athlete. Meet this one. I wrote, I am Jackie Robinson for him. Yeah. My son who loves Legos. We did, uh, and creativity, I did, I am Walt Disney. I am Jim Henson, and my daughter loves our dog. I said, okay, fine, I'm gonna teach you what you can do with a love of science. Here's I am Jane Goodall. It's one of our number one selling books. So we've done, the newest ones are I am Muhammad Ali to teach mm. our kids. So always the moral lesson is always on the back of the book. So on the back of I am Malala Yousafzai, it says, I, w- I know that education we can all soar. On the back of I am Muhammad Ali, it says, I, I will always fight for what I believe. I want my son's to have that lesson. I want my daughter to have that lesson. Always fight for what you believe. It's a beautiful lesson. And I found out a few months back that our books, I Am Rosa Parks and I Am Martin Luther King Jr. had gotten banned in York, Pennsylvania, in York County, Pennsylvania. It had nothing to do with the content of the books at all. They were 200 books that were considered really good for talking to kids about race. Mm -hmm. And we were, of course, on it, which was really sweet. And the school board said, listen, we want to read these books before we give them the kids, which is a good idea. You should read the books mm-hmm. before you give them the kids. What the school board, the fast one that they pulled was, is they said, we're freezing these books until we read them. A year went by, they still hadn't read them. Mm. So our books, a Sesame Street book about race, Malala's book, a book about hidden figures, the women who helped in NASA, huh. all of these wonderful books got banned. So I get a call from my friends at Fox News, I get a call from CNN, I get a call from MSNBC, all of them going, this is ridiculous, you gotta come on, this is absurd. When CNN and Fox News and MSNBC agree, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know there's something yeah. right. Yeah, there's something. So I go to the school board meeting and I read my favorite line from I Am Rosa Parks, which your kids just brought in to me to sign yeah. their mm-hmm. copy. It's their favorite book. Yeah. It's yeah. Their, and they said it was their favorite book, which shows what a man you are. Incredible. You and your wife are doing an incredible job. Yeah, and I read Stu. this line. It's Lisa, really Stu. it's all Lisa. Yeah, no, maybe not Stu, but <laughs> yeah. his yeah. wife, clearly. And, uh, and I read this line, my favorite line from I Am Rosa Parks to the school board, to their faces. It says, I am not a famous business person. I am not a famous politician. I'm just an ordinary person. But I'm also proof there's no such thing as an ordinary person. Mm. And I said, I just want you to know that's what you're denying these kids here. And I thought I'd save the day. And then all these kids start speaking about the books. These are the best books. How could dare you ban them? We want them back in our schools. Mm. And the teachers start talking about them. The parents start talking about them. I realize I don't even need to be there. By the time we're done, the school board apologizes and undoes the ban. And obviously Mm. the books are now there. We got 5,000 copies uh, of books that were on that ban list donated to the school board to the area there are only 5,000 kids in the school district now I am Rosa Parks is being taught there in the school they have so many copies mm. 
But I looked through history, Glenn, and I was like, why are we suddenly in 2022 still fighting book bans? Yeah. Right? And I, I look back through history to find what's the first book that was banned by our country as a whole. And you know what it was? It was, historians tend to agree, it's Harriet Beecher Stowe's classic Uncle Tom's Cabin. Mm-hmm. Why was it banned, right? It's banned because slave owners at the time did not want the idea that slavery was bad to be out in the culture. Mm-hmm. They Slave owners didn't want any abolitionist ideas out in the culture. They were like, they're gonna indoctrinate our children. And that word is what we're seeing right now used over and over yep. again. They're gonna indoctrinate our children. And, and, and what's interesting, especially with that Rosa Parks book, none of us want our children indoctrinated. And if you ask Americans, you want them to indoctrinate your children? 90% of people say, of course not. No one would want, whatever politics you're, you're side you're on, no one would want that. If you ask people, do you want us to have a, a sensitive, age-appropriate conversation about race so we could get along better as a culture? 90% of Americans will say, of course. And I just caution everyone out there, don't take the bait and the fear-mongering, and instead actually say, what are we doing here with these books? What do, why are we, why do we have books about Rosa Parks and Dr. King out there? What do they serve our kids? And to me, if you're cheering while books are being pulled from the library, you're on the wrong side of history. Hmm. It will, you will always be revealed whether it was banning Shakespeare, whether it was banning uh, Huckleberry Finn, whether it's banning you know Alice in Wonderland, or the I Am series, the Ordinary People Change the World series. You will you will eventually be revealed for what you are. And I just I am thankful that cooler heads prevailed and I am Rosa yeah. Parks and I am Martin Luther King Jr. are now back in the curriculum. So in each of these books, why do you put Superman in? I put Superman in for one reason. You know, the, the, the series is called The Ordinary People Change the World Series. And yeah. I, I love Superman. You love Superman. We obviously, you helped me save the house where Superman was created. But I put Superman in because the most important part of the story is not Superman to me. The most important part of the story is Clark Kent. Why? Because we're all Clark Kent. We all know what it's like to be boring mm-hmm. and ordinary and wish we could do something beyond ourselves. And that's the lesson of these books is we never talk, the books are never about when you're famous. It's always when they're kids. So you see what Abraham Lincoln's like as a boy. You see, and I am George Washington, what George Washington was like as a boy. And you, of course, you see him become president. And I am Muhammad Ali in the new one. There's a scene when Muhammad Ali is a little boy. He goes to a restaurant in his neighborhood and he wants to be served. They say, you can't be served here because you're black. And he starts crying. He's devastated as a little boy. Mm -hmm. And then he wins the gold medal for the Olympics as a young man. He's like, I just won for the United States of America. I won the gold medal in boxing. He goes back, he's so excited that he goes back to the same restaurant that once served me. He says, now they'll certainly serve me. He wears the gold medal into the restaurant to go be served again. And says that when they see this medal around my neck, they're gonna serve me. And he sits down in the booth and he says, he orders a cheeseburger and a milkshake. And they say, we're still not serving you. And he takes the medal off and he says, this medal is worthless to me unless we're all treated equally. And that's not the bad part of America. It's the best part of America. Yes. That you can protest and you can yes. try and change things and try and get equality. And I know, you know, I love your love of civil rights and how you fought for it all these years. Um, and what I love is that you get to the back of that book and there's that lesson again, mm-hmm. right? That lesson of fight for what you believe. And I love the fact, you know, we picked the Muslim hero purposely because we were like, we want to set the record right. straight. We want to make sure that instead of spreading hate in this world, that we spread some love. And I love that our books have been used to kind of fight back against the cynicism, that people use our books to build libraries of real heroes for their kids, their grandkids, their nieces, their nephews. So you have you have given me and the audience a great deal uh, of thrills in our life, uh, either by reading your books or the stories that you tell and the things that you've allowed us. I mean, 
you allowed me to help with Superman's house. I mean, that is just the coolest thing ever. I told my son that, you know, hey, we, we helped say that. And he's, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's really cool. You said to me at one point, I'd give anything if I could just once wear Superman's cape. No, you don't have it. <laughs> wait. Oh, we're going to have to have a conversation. Is this the one that was just sold? Yes. It's it's the Christopher Reeve Superman's cape. Is this from Superman 3? You just bought this? I just bought this. Yeah. You know who bid against you for it? You. You're looking at him. <laughs> I was bidding against you on uh, that cape, I'm on so that outfit. Sorry. Oh, I love you <laughs> yeah. for it. This is even better because I didn't yeah. have to pay for it and I got <laughs> to see it. Can you take the cape off? Uh, he, I mean, you have to be able to wear Superman's cape. I mean, cape. you... I literally bid on that. I can show you the bids. I was going against one person. We should have called each other. We would have saved each other so, so much, much money. money. Yeah, I know, we were killing I'm like, each other. who is this guy that just keeps wrecking it That's up? That's me. It was me. Unbelievable. It was one person. And one of the it. reasons why I was so dead set to get it was so I could <laughs> I could let you wear Superman's cape. You and I are bidding this up if we just had a phone call to each other. We could have saved ourselves so much money. Okay. I, this is spectacular. This let, is the best day ever. Let me take let me take a break. We'll get the uh, cape off of his outfit and then Brad Meltzer can wear Superman's cape. <laughs> a dream of yours forever. Ever. A very a very expensive dream, apparently, for you. <laughs> Unfortunately, because of him. Uh, criminals, uh, criminals are crafty, and sometimes they use unconventional offline means to accomplish their goals. They're even, uh, you know, they're, they're not above doing anything. They'll steal your mail. They'll, you know, take your personal information. They'll take all of the stuff from the IRS. Having LifeLock protecting you at all times, that's where your personal information is safe or safer nobody can protect everything but lifelock will take this big concern uh out of your out of your way i mean there's so many things you have to worry about i don't even know how to fix it if something happens i I don't know how long i would go before i would even detect something was wrong don't worry about it let them do it they're the professionals and if something does happen uh to your personal information they have a whole team to work to fix it and clean it all up with you it's lifelock save up to 25 percent off your first year with the promo code back call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com use the promo code back save 25 percent now it's lifelock.com promo code back stay informed sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com You have no idea how much this special moment has cost. <laughs> we are, we're with Brad Meltzer, and uh, apparently he was bidding on Superman's cape as I was bidding on Superman's cape. Uh, and this is bring it over to bring it over to Brad so he can I see it. I can see it. I, ha- so, I know it says inside is the embroidered. It yeah, says exactly Christopher what it Reeve. Uh, it is true. There oh, it is. I'm and you have, you have always said to me, okay. oh, I just would love to wear Superman's cape. I'm, I'm, turn I'm it the other way. This whole yeah. moment. You got, I was going to say, can you, you stand up? Around. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Stand up, yeah. Okay. Okay. He was a little taller than you. I only, <laughs> might be a slight bit. I met his daughter. His daughter and I did an event together. Really? So send this to Christopher Reeve's daughter. Okay. Oh yeah. I don't want to. 
I, I, first, <laughs> I, I have to tell you what's physically happening to my body right now because it's just, you know, those moments when you just say, I'm having a permanent memory? Yeah. I'm having a permanent memory here. This is, this is Christopher Reeve's actual cape. That the great part is, is I never, uh, the chills, if you could see them in my body, and here's the price tag that says, Glenn got screwed. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it doesn't look as good with a suit. I was going to say, it. I don't think it matches, but this is going to be, this is the dream. I mean, look at that. I mean, look at that. I, okay, wait, this is where I have to take my own camera. I, Here, give it to me. I'll, do you want Here, me to take, take a picture? We'll take it after. We'll take it All after. Right, but okay. I need to say this. Thank you for this moment. Thank you also for paying for this moment. <laughs> my wife is so much happier that you paid for this moment than, than that I paid for this moment. Because you know what? I'm going to have a house now. And so <laughs> I know you. I literally know you. This is, I don't know if I told you this. This is my 25th year as a thriller writer. Mm. I know you 25 years. This and we've had some ridiculous adventures together yeah. from CNN to Fox yeah. to here to everything in between. And I always think like I'm gonna I'm gonna give you something good. You win. You win. <laughs> you win. I thought I was gonna come in, you're gonna be like, I'll do a solid we're gonna sell copies of the lightning rod. You win. Yeah. The Thank museum has wanted Superman's outfit and cape for a long time because we're preserving culture. And this is such a huge piece. But when I saw it, all I thought of was Right now, this is all. You know what I'm going to help you get? I'm going to help you get a belt because I know guys who do the belt stuff, and I can. I'm going to connect you. Really? Oh yeah. They have a real belt. I or they yeah, remake. They'll, they'll the remake belt. a belt for you. Yeah. But they'll get you a proper. These guys are like down to the stitching of the S. They know how. To it's crazy, it. it's isn't crazy. It? it? And you know the thing about this, the thing about the Christopher Reeve outfits, is that there aren't that many. You'd think there would be a lot of them, but there mm -hmm. aren't that many. I actually know uh, my friend Mark Miller owns one of the capes from Superman 1, mm. and there's just not that many of them that are out there anymore. Um, so when I saw this one, I mean, every auction place knows if a Superman cape comes in, just call oh, Brad, <laughs> and they know. And when it came in, I got the call, and uh, and again, I'm so glad it was you. I The other one that was for sale was the, the original Superman. Yep. Uh, what was his name? Yeah, Kirk. Uh, Kirk? Uh, uh, um, uh, this one. I, I can't anyway, talk. Anyway, George, so George, George Reeves. Sorry, George Reeves, and yeah. then there's Kirk Allen. Sorry. So, But it's black and white. It it's, was weird because it was because they from filmed television. Because they filmed in black and white. And right. To make it crisper, they used to make, they used to, it's, it's gray. And, and I looked at it, and you and I, off the air, just so we can say it again, we were talking about it, and both of us had the same reaction, which is it went for double the money, but both of us were like, it's eh. not as cool as the real one. Yeah. Like we want to see. The, I mean, that be, is the real. It one. It is the real one, but but, it's, but I want to see blue and red and yellow. If yeah. you don't have a red and yellow S, it's not really yeah. a Superman. -y. Yeah. Um. And then you know, and and it had a little tear in it. So I, you know, I was the whole thing. I remember <laughs> thinking at the time. <laughs> look at him. Does he, he look like a? By super the way, villain? I just love that I'm doing the rest <laughs> yeah, I mean, of this. First of all, I look like Lex Luthor, right? <laughs> you look like so a supervillain so in a suit with a cape. I just love that I'm doing the rest of this interview wearing Superman's cape. Yeah, it, it, yeah. This can't be the more surreal day yeah. of my life. That, I mean, you, you can't make this up. Yeah. Well, Brad, it is always good to see you. Thank this is you. beyond good. Yeah, thank you so much for everything. The name of his book is The Lightning Rod. A Zigginola novel. Um, it is. I have not read it yet. I read every one of his books. I think he is tremendous because you you tell history all the way through it and you learn stuff. I mean, I just reading your books is like the end scene of Indiana Jones, the first movie. 
That's the warehouse I was in when I was researching the book. I found the real one that the government has. That's why they have Hitler's paintings and all the stuff. They call it, they literally call it the Indiana Jones warehouse in the government. Shut up. I'm not joking. It's not the, they, they, that's what they physically call the room where they have it. Because it's, it's How big giant, is it? It's massive. It's and massive. is it all stacked in boxes like it's, that? It's, it's tons of crates with all the art and all, there's actually also weaponry. They have a lot of World War II uh, guns and, and uniforms. And Why do they have all of this stuff? Because uh, they want to, it, it, they're on Fort Belvoir in Virginia, there is a museum that's there to preserve American history. And that's where the government's actually doing it. They're taking all of their good stuff and they took the art and that's where the artist in residence is based. So when I was researching the lightning rod, I was like, Wait a minute. So I'm like Indiana Jones right now, right? I was like looking for giant boulders to come chasing behind me. That is so but wild. It was, but, but I based that on the real thing. And I love that people get to read the murder and the mystery and figure out the ending. But for me, the fun is when you're turning those pages and yeah. you're learning something. Yeah. That's the best it's part. So great. Brad Meltzer, The Lightning Rod, available everywhere. As always, Brad, thank you so much. We will uh, see you tomorrow on the radio. God bless.